Welcome to It Just Means Less, where we talk all things SEC sports. Here are your hosts, Wells Perrigan and Jacob Holman. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to episode three of the It Just Means Less podcast. I'm your host, Wells Perrigan, here with my co-host, Jacob Holman. What's going on, everybody? Today, we're going to be doing the uh, Arkansas preview, second of our SEC preview series today. And, you know, just like Alabama with the last preview, we got somebody – Coming back with high expectations this year with Arkansas Razorbacks, Sam Pittman's entering his third or fourth year as the uh, as the um oh yeah fourth yeah sorry fourth head, fourth year as the head coach at uh, Arkansas. He's nineteen and seventeen overall, not that impressive, fifty two win percentage. Um, but last year was a little bit of a disappointment in my eyes for Arkansas. I think they took a step back from the year before. Um. But Sam Pittman had the difficult job of replacing his two offense coordinator or offense and defense coordinator last year. Uh, offense coordinator Kendall Bryles left Arkansas to go be the offense coordinator at TCU, and then Barry Odom left for the UNLV job, uh, head coaching job, which you know he was yeah. previously the head coach in Mizzou. Right. He replaced him pretty well, Danny Nose with the Maryland OC, and um, who was also the Arkansas OC from 2015 to 2017. Didn't know that. Did not either. And then Travis Williams. Who was a DC at uh got with Gus at UCF last year, you know one of the up and coming guys in college football. I think he obviously the Auburn linebacker coach from 2011 to 2020, one of the great recruiters for Auburn in the past decade. But was, we, he, I, was he at Central Florida when they won the national championship that year? No, that because Gus would have been uh, oh, the okay. national yeah, yeah national championship yeah, you know, quotation marks. Gus would have been the head coach of that team, and tra- so Travis was Travis yes. went with Gus. Gotcha. Okay, and all that. Um, you know I talked about a little bit about the. The season last year, Jacob, it was pretty disappointing. Yeah, you know, going going seven and six, be just barely being bowl eligible. Um, you know, start off start off the year three and zero with wins against Cincinnati, um, one that not many people people didn't know if they were going to win that game. Um, just because I think everybody was high on Cincinnati, let Luke Fickle still there after that they year. came off the that, that was the year after the playoff know, appearance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Got drums by Alabama, but that's not the point. Um, <laughs> you know, week two against South Carolina, that's an impressive win, in my opinion. And then Missouri State, that one was a close one throughout the game. I think they were down at one point, you know, to fight their way back and win that one. And then, then they kind of went downhill, um, or a little bit on the roller coaster. You know, three straight losses to A and M, only a two point loss. Then you know, Alabama comes to town and. That's this is, even the game Bryce got hurt and they they still find a way to lose that one and then lost at Mississippi State and just got just got beat by them. Then you come back and you get two wins by them. Um, they win at BYU and then they win at Auburn back to back wins. You know, two really impressive games. Um, beat two decent teams, pretty good teams. Jacob, don't short yourself. Auburn sucked. There ain't no way around it. Auburn sucked. Okay. I know we're trying to be professional yeah. here. Auburn was terrible. They're, I didn't. Uh, potato I didn't, man did not get the job done. I didn't want to hurt your feelings. Um, and then, you know, when, it just kind of seems like that's the theme of Arkansas from last year. Win three, lose three. Win two, lose two. So then they come back with a loss to Liberty, which is un- inexcusable in itself. And then um, lost to LSU 13-10. to 10. That's – I didn't know that was the score of that game. Was, Close game. Yeah. And then you come back and you win one against Ole Miss. So, based off the theme of how the schedule is going, win one, lose one. They ended the, ended the season with a loss at Missouri, 29-27. And then, you know, 
with that, they are bowl eligible, and then they, they end up winning the Liberty Bowl against Kansas. A thriller. Um, in three overtimes, 55-53, one that I don't even think the game should have even been that close. Just Arkansas just kind of didn't really do their part in that one to um, knock Kansas out early. Yeah, you know, that A&M game, me and you were talking about a little before the show, that game turned around when K.J. Jefferson tried to Cam Newton over the Bo Jackson over the top dive from the four yard line. Yeah, from the four, yeah, landed and fumbled. Three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, got a lot of hops on that yeah. one. Fumbled, and Anim scooped it. Yeah, got Rock Sanders ran the guy down <laughs> and almost tackled him. Anim got handed it off to his and they took it to the house. At that point, the game was fourteen to seven. The game ended up so the scoop and score made it fourteen to fourteen. The game ended up being twenty one twenty three. Yeah, I mean, oh, and. Arkansas was three and zero going to that game. Yeah, should have been four and zero after the game, and then ended the year seven and six. Pretty disappointing. You know, yeah. who knows if they're four and zero going into Alabama, how they feel? You know, Alabama coming to town, you're you're both undefeated. Who knows? And that, you know that Alabama game, you might correct me wrong. It was pretty close to start with. Well, so what happened is I was actually this morning I was watching the highlights of that game, and um, it was Alabama drove down the field the first drive, and they get to um. They get in the red zone, and then Bryce throws a pass over the middle that gets deflected by Treshawn Holden. He tips it with one hand, and um, Arkansas defender comes behind him and intercepts it. And then, then Alabama really goes up like fourteen to nothing. They were up twenty-eight, fourteen at one point, and you know then it was twenty-eight twenty-one. It seemed a lot closer than, it, or it, the game. Didn't seem as like, close as the scoreboard was saying it was. Yeah, but it was actually, you know, a one one possession game. And so you look up and it was, you know, it's 28, 28 nothing at one point, and then it becomes 28 21 real quick. And, you know, you just kind of thought, I, you know, watching that game, I thought all, I thought Arkansas was about to come back and, you know, especially with Bryce out, you know, and then Milrow shows who he was in that game. And, but this is an album preview. So, yeah. Well, you know, then you look back at that week week nine Liberty loss twenty nineteen to twenty one. I guess Auburn fans can kind of thank Arkansas for losing that game because who knows if if Hugh Freeze is the head coach at Auburn right now if they don't yeah when if Liberty does not win that game and all that. We talked about how rocky that is last year. Good news and bad news. A lot of it's back. Yeah, you know you got a lot of experience, but you know at the same time if you're not developing, that's bad too. At the same time. Player losses. They had two. They only had two guys drafted. Drew Sanders went third went in the third round to the Broncos. Ricky Strombridge went in the third round to the Commanders. And then they had about, you know, let's see, nine nine eight guys go to the non relative guys. One or two is on the death chart last year. Maybe a three down through there. Um, some re- some receivers and tight ends mainly, and a starting safety transfer to Simon. Simeon, Simon Blair. Simeon. Simeon transferred to Memphis. Um, and then at tight end, Trey Knox went to South Carolina. Yeah. Warren Tom Thompson. I actually don't know where he went, but he was he had good production for um Arkansas last year. And then Keytron Jackson transferred to Baylor. We sit there and talk about Trey Knox. I mean, he was twenty six overall. I'm sorry, twenty six receptions for was fourth overall on the team. Two hundred ninety six yards, almost three hundred yards receiving, was third on the team with five touchdowns, second. I mean that's a lot of that's a lot of production right there. Then you yeah. go down here and look at um Keytron Jackson was a receiver. He went 
He had 16 receptions, fifth overall, 277 yards, was fifth, three touchdowns, which was tied for third. Well, looking at it, you know, in our preview, like the SEC preview, I thought Jaden Hazelwood was back. I didn't know he was yeah. an undrafted free agent that signed with the Eagles. I didn't I either. When I put when I was built when I was going through and adding these yeah. stats and all that, I I was like, well, where's where is he on this depth chart? I ended up Googling and he's you know, he was undrafted with the Eagles. He was the fifty ninth he had fifty nine receptions last year, which yeah. is first for the team. He was second in yards with um seven hundred or and two and then three touchdowns, which is top third. Matt Landers who went undrafted to the Seahawks was opposite. He was as far as leaders. He was forty-seven receptions, which was second on the team. Yeah. But he had the most yards of nine hundred and one, and he had eight touchdowns, which is most on the team. Then you look back at a uh, linebacker. They lost both their linebackers. Yeah, with man. Bumper pull. Bumper pull and Drew Sanders back there. I mean, Drew Sanders had one hundred and three tackles, which was first on the team. He was first in sacks with nine point five. He was third for um. Fast deflections with five, and he had three force fumbles, which is first. I mean, it's pretty obvious when you're reading them stats right there to understand why the guy went in the third round. Yeah, for sure. Bumper Poole, who was second on the team in tackles with 92, went undrafted to the Panthers. They lost their, uh, like I said, Simeon Blair was third on the team with tackles with 73 with five uh, pass deflections. And Jordan Dominic, who transferred to Colorado over there, joined Dion. Yeah. Was a uh, second on the team in sacks with seven point five, and thirty four tackles. Um, so yeah, they're losing their top two sack guys, top three tackle guys. Yeah, I think it's it's gonna be it's gonna be hard to replace. I mean, it's gonna be hard to replace Drew Sanders just yeah. because of the production that he brought. And then Bumper Pool is just like an Arkansas legend, you know, bleeds bleeds what. Just say crimson or garnet, garnet and white, <laughs> red and white, whatever. Yeah. Just Something just like simple that. it down. Red and white. We got a bunch of boys listening to this. They're not into all the different little colors and all that. Um, you know, I talked a lot about how they were experienced. I guess you know you're looking at that and you're like, well, where are they experienced at? Quarterback, yeah, running back. Um, a lot of O linemen coming back. Different and if you look are. at this depth chart, I mean, you're talking about projected. You know, yeah. we're still four weeks away from the season started, but you have one, two. Three, four, five, six offensive players that have been that are either redshirt juniors, seniors, or redshirt seniors. So they've been around for four years in college football. It's pretty impressive. Then you got Rock Sanders, a junior. I mean, that offensive lineman is going to is projected to be two seniors, a redshirt junior, and two redshirt sophomores. Didn't Rock Sanders come from ICC last chance? You didn't he come from Independence? I think he did. I don't, he was, I don't know about that. I'm not – can't say I'm the Rock Sanders. Uh, he didn't. I thought he came from – I thought he went to ICC. I could be wrong. Maybe. But, I, I mean – I thought I saw him on last chance year. They, they, I mean, they got – and then the defense is a similar story. A lot of redshirt sophomores and up. So, guys that maybe – that haven't got really got their teeth cut yet as starters, but have been around the program a lot, really experienced. I mean – you know, it's just – you're just looking at this team, and outside of the production loss, you got your tackler guys mm-hmm. and sacks, and you got your receivers, but everybody else is back. So, you know, you're, you're bringing your corners back. Yeah. You're bringing probably your, ta- your nose tackle and defensive tackle back. Yeah. You're bringing – I think they played the – they might play the 4-2. So, I think Drew Sanders and uh, Bumper Pool were there. Yeah. So, you're going to have to play through linebackers. But they did a great job in the transfer portal. They are left in the country. I mean, yeah, they, you know, they go and get um, 
Andrew Armstrong from Texas A&M Commerce. I think he's been, he's a redshirt senior, so it's his graduate year, right? Yeah, projected to start for them right yeah. now. And so is um, – may have to correct me on this one. Um, Isaac looks like it's te- Tesla. 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 Maybe. Tesla, something which, like that. You when know? you look at – I was, I was doing went, it. He went to Hillsdale College, which is – is it D3, D2? Maybe. I, I didn't – I had to look it up, but I – when I when I saw his name on there, I was projected to start. I was like, you know, that's kind of interesting because I was looking actually for um Hazelwood. I was trying to figure out why yeah. Hazelwood wasn't started. So I dug a little bit into um the Isaac kid and his stats last year. You know, whatever Hillsdale is, D two or D three was insane. He had seven hundred yard receiving games and he was averaging one hundred and twenty yards per game. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care what level you're playing at. Right. To go out there and do that consistently. Yeah, we're not, we're not talking about one guy that go out there and had a 150 yard game one time, right? It's, consistently. Now we'll see how that transition. We'll see how that transitions. Yeah, have to see who he, how he does, you know, in the SEC, and then you know when they when they um, when they I mean they open up with Western Carolina and Kent State, so you see how those you know those two you may Maybe. burn those guys, but you know when you get into the LSU LSU at week four, you know, <laughs> and then you know you go to Alabama. And then you got you know you got all these power five teams. How is he going to stack up? But he could take everybody by surprise. And you know they we talked about Texas A&M Commerce, Hillsdale College. I mean not name keen programs right. when you think college football, but I mean they got uh, Jaheim Singletary from Georgia. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he got some reps last year. They got uh, Trajan Jeffcoat from uh, Mizzou started last year. They got a redshirt senior middle linebacker from Antonio Greer, who was a uh, I said from Antonio Greer from uh, South Florida. Yeah. Named Antonio Greer. I mean, they got a lot of experienced guys coming in here across the board, regardless yeah. of classification. Yeah. So, it's like I said, experience, experience, experience. When they um they favored twenty seventh in the um two four seven high school rankings, you know that's not bad. Yeah. I no. mean that twenty seventh is going to put you lower into the SEC. Yeah. But I mean, we're talking one hundred and thirty something Division one programs, and you're twenty seventh. I mean. At Arkansas, you can't complain, I don't think. For sure. The only guy, according to rlads.com, that's projected to be a one or a two for uh, Arkansas is a tight end, uh, Luke Haas. Four-star tight end from uh, Oklahoma. He yeah. was uh, fourth overall in the state, 12th overall tight end, 197th in the country. So that's a, a lot. Good get. Yeah. And um, this website has a lot of their freshmen as third-team guys. Yeah. Which and that's the good. That's a good third team is a good place to get your minutes in as a garbage time. You know you're not. Yeah. Maybe redshirt a few. You can play your four games. Might as well play. Right. Your four games and all that. So we'll see how they their um production comes back. I mean, when you think of production, you think of KJ, right, Jacob? For sure, definitely think about KJ Jefferson. Um. You know, this is is this rushing yards? No, that's passing. Yeah, passing. <clears throat> yeah, that's my bad. Um, you know, KJ went to. It was two hundred four for three hundred last year, which is good for sixty eight percent, which is better completion rate than Bryce Young was last year. Noted yeah. um, with um with thirty two or he was just shy of twenty five hundred passing yards with twenty four touchdowns and five interceptions, which is almost a a five to one ratio. Um, Six hundred forty rushing yards, which was good for second. Is that second total in the SEC or second as on quarterbacks? On a, uh... Is that good for second? What did I, what did, that's second for his team overall. Okay, okay. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And then nine, nine touchdowns, which is good for second. 
on the team. And, and then do it all kind of guy right yeah, there. Yeah, for sure. Definitely was very well balanced in his um, attack. Then you go with Rock Sanders, who had 222 carries for just shy of 1,500 yards with 10 touchdowns, 28 receptions, which is good for third on the team with 271 yards and two touchdowns. And then A.J. Green, who had 87 carries for 412 yards, three touchdowns. Rashad DeBinion. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, running back, you know, 71 carries, 293 yards, five touchdowns, three running backs that were that were very um, – you know, Rock Sanders is definitely that guy, but you got two options that you can go to if you need it. And then Bryce Stevens, um, leader in all three categories for, for returning. Receiver, returning receivers with nine receptions, 109 yards, and one touchdown. Yeah, you look at that, um, the backfield. I mean, you go through Rock Sanders, A.J. Green, which I guess A.J. Green's just a football name. Yeah, you know? for sure. You got that re- receiver for that played for the Bengals, and then you had that TikTok guy that went famous, A.J. Green, yeah. the other day. Now this one. So. Do you know where the A.J. Green from the Bengals went to college at? It's in Georgia. It was Georgia. It was Georgia. Look at me. Uh, but, you mean, your third back right here is still getting 71 carries on the year. That's pretty – you don't see that yeah. most places. Um, especially, especially when you got somebody like K.J. Jefferson throwing the ball. So you're not not some bomb at quarterback where you have to run it, yeah. You know, seventy times a game, yeah, and all that. So I think that's interesting. We talked a little bit how they had a loss of receiver depth, I and mean, that's kind of concerning with just your uh, your your leader coming back, who has only had nine receptions last year. But we also talked about how they got the good in the transfer portal. Now we'll yeah. see how that transfers over. But I mean, at the same time, that was pretty. They did a pretty good job replacing you. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know. We both thought Hazelwood was coming back until we got here. <laughs> and so um, I guess it shows how much we know about Arkansas. But um, I was – I just didn't know Hazelwood wasn't coming back. So um, it makes me a little bit more worried about Arkansas, to be honest with you, Wes. Yeah. I mean, I think that's fair. When we're sitting here talking about the three backs, do you think this is the best backfield, including KJ, in the SEC? I think returning. We'll say returning. Okay, yeah. I think you could argue that. I think I think Rock Sanders is is that guy. You know, he yeah. is he's a bowling ball for sure. And then KJ Jefferson is just a I mean he's a do it all type of guy. What he's six four, six four two. Oh, I think he's taller than that. He might be six six. He is he is a hefty boy back there at quarterback, that's for sure. Yeah, I know he's he's six he's just, got him listed at six three, two forty two seven forty seven. <laughs> You know, you know they always underpad how tall they are. So you could say six three, six four, two fifty, which is you know most of the time you're thinking about middle linebacker, middle linebacker, <laughs> D, D end, not um, not starting quarterback that can run it like he can. So um, he's a force to be reckoned with. So I definitely think KJ Jefferson is. I think he's a top. I think he's a top five returning quarterback, if not top three, maybe. Yeah, I agree. I think KJ is good enough. Let me say, Rock Sanders, in my opinion, carries. As far as we're saying, best returning yeah. comeback because obviously I think it'd be Jay and Daniels if it wasn't. Maybe two or three other guys before you get to KJ, in my opinion, or Rogers being one of them. But when you add Rock Sanders, Rock Sanders might be one of the best backs in the SEC this year. Yeah. If he's not one, he's going to be a top three, top five guy. And then we just sit there and talked about AJ Green and Rashad Dubin, or however you say his last name. No offense to that guy. I don't think he's going to listen to this podcast. <laughs> but I mean, when you were able to add them three experienced backs yeah. plus KJ, yeah. I don't think there's any question this is the best returning backfield in the SEC. We'll see how it is at the end of the year. Does yeah. KJ does KJ take the step up? If KJ takes a step up, 
he could be he could be the best back at the backfield in the begin at the end of the year too. Yeah, for if, he, sure. if he can continue to develop, there's so much potential there, and they didn't they didn't step into it last year for sure. Very disappointing, um, especially with with what the talent they have and what they can be. Uh, I'd like to. I'd like. I'd like to see them take the step up this year. Just maybe not finish first in the SEC West. But yeah, I mean, we'll see about that. I mean, we just talked about KJ taking the step up. At the same time, you got a new court, offense coordinator coming in. Somebody who is familiar with Arkansas, not so much familiar with KJ. Right. You know, he's got a whole spring to work with him. With how much do you think Kendall Bryles, if any, affected him? Or Kendall Bryles leaving affects KJ. I think it, you know, I think it probably affects him a good deal, just because what Kendall was Kendall there when recruited KJ. Kendall Browns has been there a while. If he, yeah, if so, he was, you know, I think I think Kendall likes to, you know, he likes to open it up a lot. So, you know, I think he, you know, I think he allowed KJ to to run a lot more than, you know, some some coordinators might. You know, a lot of a lot of coordinators may not like, they may not like. A quarterback to run more than they do pass. So, you know, I, I think obviously there was something about Kendall Riles that led KJ Jefferson maybe to Arkansas in his play style. So, I uh, I definitely think that. Okay, it says KJ Jefferson would have been the class of 2019. It says Kendall Riles started at Arkansas in 2020. In 2020. Here's the thing. Is 2020 – is it talking about football season? Because if it's 2020 football season, that would have been KJ's first season. Because yeah. it had been class 2019, would have been right. KJ's first season at the, um, at Arkansas. Yeah, well, if yeah. it's 2020 January, yeah, it's going to be the after, after yeah, which I think he, he's a red shirt. KJ's a red shirt. So yeah. – Could have been his first year either way. Yeah. So, so we'll, we'll see. I mean, I think definitely – I mean, when you have somebody that's been there, Kendall Bryles is going to know KJ up and down. He knows what KJ can do. He knows what he can't do. He knows what KJ potentially could do. He knows yeah. what KJ potentially can't do and all that thing. That's just his job to know. So it's going to hurt him a little bit. But I think Danny knows it's going to be a, a pretty good replacement. I mean, he did pretty good with uh, Talia up there at Maryland. Yeah. I mean, Maryland, bowl eligible team, I believe. Yeah. I mean, there. Yeah, they played in the potato bowl. Potato, oof. The Idaho, I think the famous, because I think, I think Mike Loxley got the um, – Mayonnaise, don't. No, 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 Duke's Duke Mayo, Mayo. Duke's Mayo. Yeah. So that's, yeah. I mean, we'll see and all that. I mean, something else, we keep talking about how we love KJ, but he lost all that receiver help too. Yeah. I mean, we talked about, I mean, I don't really know when these guys transferred in. If right. they were not here for spring, it could be pretty ugly the first two, three weeks of the season. Yeah. Do you, th do you, th how long do you, we'll, we'll do this two different ways. With their spring, how long do you think – how many games do you think it takes them to jail with? Without the spring, how many what times do you think it's a jail? Um, I think they'll – let's see. I think they'll jail by BYU. I think with – I think, in my opinion, with the spring, I could see it happening by Kent State. Okay. Maybe Western Carolina. You're talking about a whole spring. Yeah. Summer workouts. Fall camp. Western Carolina. I think that's a lot of time. For sure. It, it depends how much they want to, honestly. Yeah. If, I mean, if they were out there every day catching passes, it won't take as long. Now, obviously, catching passes on air is a little different than running it in, in game experience. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though, Jacob, they better have it figured out by LSU. If they don't have it figured out by LSU, it's going to get pretty ugly pretty fast. Yeah, I think LSU's – we'll just <laughs> – we'll discuss that in the predictions. Okay. 
Yep. I was, you know, we talked about the transfers and all that. I mean, it's a lot of question marks. For sure. But Arkansas is – a lot of people are still high on Arkansas, Jacob. Yeah. What do you think is a disappointing season for Arkansas? Um, Picture yourself being an Arkansas fan. Yeah. I think with what you have – um. I know you lost a lot, but I, I still think anything – you know, we were talking about it earlier. I think anything less than eight and four. Eight, um, eight and four. I, I, th- I think you could you could give Grace at seven and five, but it would be hard. I think if you're seven and five – now, it might be hard to pick do this schedule-wise. If you're seven and five, having a win either at LSU or at Bama kind of – Helps that a little bit. Yeah, if you win one of those two, I think it. I don't. I mean, you could go six and six, and I think you'd be kind of fa- happy. fairly happy. But I mean, I think, I think I'm going to say eight and four. Yeah, I think eight and four is a good number. I mean, you look at their schedule; they should start three and zero. Oh. But you know, BYU, BYU, well, they beat BYU last year. They right? beat BYU at BYU yeah. last year. So then you got at LSU. Probably going to chalk that one up as a loss. Yeah, go ahead and give that um, Jerry's World and M. Well, you'll find out later in this podcast. I'm not a big fan of AM right now. I think that's a win. Ole Miss. Then you start getting a little bit questionable. Yeah. Ole Miss at Ole Miss. Right. Could that be a loss? You know, I mean, I don't know. Bama, chalk that one as a loss. So we're sitting here, assuming you beat Ole Miss, you take care of AM. What is Six, it? What is that? Four and one, five and one, five and two, four and two, four and two, four and two. Four and two. Five and two. Five and two. Five yeah. and two. We're not good at math. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out Pickens County School of Education. Or Pickens County Board of Education for that one. Um, then you got Mississippi State. A lot of question marks there. You know, you never know. I think you should count that one as a win. Yeah. So, uh, so that you're uh, six and two now, bowl eligible. Then you're going to buy. Could be a trap game. Florida. We'll talk. maybe talk about that one a little bit later. Yeah. I think it's a win. You know, you never know. You got week 11 Arkansas. I mean, week 11 versus Auburn at home. Yeah. Historically. Auburn has dominated that Arkansas rivalry. We'll see this year how they played. How, how they, they played at Bomb Walker. I mean, we don't, we don't, we don't know how Auburn's going to be at this point. Right. I mean, you Auburn, if you're a week eleven, could sit there anywhere being five and five to, you know, seven and four or six, maybe even nine and two. Nine, you, never I mean, know. you know, you never know. Then F, we we called it, uh, you know, FCS week. Then you got, I guess, a group of five. You know, you got Florida International should win, should beat Missouri. Figure it up. You chalk up two losses to Alabama, LSU, and then between Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Mississippi Florida. State, Florida, and I'm gonna throw Auburn in there. Yeah. Maybe drop one of them. Don't. I don't think you need to drop two. No. And I don't think you need to drop three. Or let me say this: you can drop two, maybe. Yeah. I don't think you need to drop three of those. Assuming we beat BYU. So I think I'm gonna go. Long story short, I think eight and four, nine and three is, is disappointing. With that being said, though, Jacob, what's more likely? Six and six. Or eleven and one. I'm gonna go six and six. Okay. I think I think that's I think that's more likely to happen, um, just because you can look at the laps that they had last year. I think six and six is more likely to happen. All right. Let me. Let me. What if I narrow? What if I asked it? What if I dropped it down to ten and two? Is six and six or ten and two more likely? Well, I haven't projected nine and three, so. Well, just walk me through this. Walk me through your uh, projections right now, week by week, and where your losses are. I have them going three and zero, beating West Carolina, Kent State, BYU, losing to LSU, beating A and M, losing 
or beating Ole Miss at Ole Miss, losing to Alabama at in Tuscaloosa, beating State, or maybe is either I couldn't remember, but I have them either losing to State or Florida, one of the two, and then I have them beating Auburn at home, beating Florida International, and then beating Missouri. So I have them at nine and three. So I I don't know. I think all these big these big time games. I think their two SEC wins are going to come. I think they win two SEC games. You know, yeah, I think that would be more likely to happen than them winning eight, you yeah, know, or six. Eight. Yeah, six. Yeah, you play eight games, so not counting your four non-cons, so it would be six. So, I think them I think them losing six is more, more possible than them winning six. I think that's more likely. You know, if I – when I ask the question 11-1, I think I agree six and six is more likely. I think I'm going to – I'm going to go ten and two. I think ten and two is – Likely, do I think it's going to happen? No, I think it's more likely than six and six. When I'm going through my schedule, like you, I have them three and zero: Western Carolina, Kent State, BYU. I think the first two are blowouts. BYU hangs in there to maybe the fourth. KJ Jefferson's experience helps leads them to win the game. Yeah. At LSU, you know, I don't. You know, we talked about did the did the pre the coach poll came out today? Isn't that right? It did. Was Arkansas? Did they have Arkansas ranked on that one? They did not. Which is a little bit of a surprise, in my opinion, and all that. I figured that's going to be a primetime game, LSU at Arkansas at LSU. Yeah, they did not have they did not have um, Arkansas ranked. Well, it's a little it's a little surprising to me. I guess I was mistaken on they that. They did receive twenty votes to be ranked. Though. Twenty twenty votes. So I think that's a loss there. I got to be an A and M. I was sitting here thinking about this game right here at Ole Miss. At Ole Miss doesn't scare me because it's the environment. It really doesn't. The vault's not that great, in my opinion. We got some great fans, not great environment. Yeah. Two different things. I think this is their loss, though. I think this is their other loss. I think I think they're looking ahead. I think they're looking ahead. Bama's the next following week. I think they are already thinking about Alabama. And I don't want to say lay an egg because Ole Miss is no, you know, they're no kickover. Yeah. But they're still – I think Arkansas is a better team right now. But I still think Ole Miss gets them done. Bama's going to beat them. So, they're going to be on two two losing streak going into Mississippi State. I think they pick up Mississippi State, and they have their bye. You had them losing the, maybe Florida after the bye week. Yeah, Florida or State, one of the two. I think if this is one of them games where Alabama's after Florida, LSU's after Florida, you might see them looking ahead. But I don't think they're – I think they're going to handle their business at Florida. Then they got Auburn. I mean, I think Auburn's going to be a close game. I think Auburn's going to come down to final possession, whether that's going to be a final possession score or final possession stand. Yeah. I think Arkansas, I think Auburn's going to be a really good game. Then FIU and Mizzou, I have them beaten pretty good. So overall going 9-3 and three with LSU, Bama, and Ole Miss, and you have 9-3 and three with LSU, Bama, and Florida. High hopes for, for Arkansas. Yeah. Old bacon bits. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> I mean, I guess that about covers up most of our material today. Is there any – Final statements you got about Arkansas? No, I don't. I don't think so. I just think. All right, I I got one more thought. So we're talking. We talked a little bit in our SEC preview about teams in the hot seat. We both said Napier, uh, maybe, uh, and then obviously Jimbo. Um, Jimbo. <sighs> say what? What is it? What does it take for well, Sam say Pittman? Sam Pittman goes five and seven with this roster? I think he might be out. You think he's? Is it an end of the year kind of thing? Because if he's five and seven, let's just let's hypothetically go through this. 
You should beat you West, can, Western Kentucky and Kent State, right? You can throw BYU as a loss. A loss. You know? LSU a loss. loss. I still think they beat A&M. Yeah, you could give Ole Miss and uh, Alabama both a loss. So, so you're sitting four. You're three sitting four there. Right there. Three and four. Going. You lose. State. You lose that state. Three and three and five going into your bye week. Yeah, then you I mean, got two games left, and you sh- you know you can chalk up Florida and Auburn as a loss, and then win those last two. That's five and seven against Florida International and Missouri. You could I, I could I I. I could see it being five and seven. I think it's very possible that they could be five and seven. Yeah, I think five and seven is not unreasonable. I think if it was five and seven, everybody was talking about Sam Pittman being on the hot seat this year. Yeah, he was already on the hot seat. I think then I don't think that seat would be hot anymore because I think he'd be off of it. If you don't, if three, if we if we go three and nine, we assume they beat Western Carolina, Kent State, and FIU. FIU. Yeah. So you don't lose the conference game and you lose to BIU. I think that definitely gets it done. I think you're done right there. That's. Four seasons, you're going to have a losing record after four seasons. I think that gets it done. I think, I think, I think it's going to be three and nine. I think because this guy's not on the hot seat to start the year, yeah. maybe four and eight, maybe yeah. four and eight could get it because everybody's you got a lot of potential. If you can't get it done with Rock Sanders and KJ Jefferson, who are you going to get it done with? Right at Arkansas. Yeah, at Arkansas for sure. You know, not prestige isn't necessarily too high at Arkansas, but it's not too low either. No, I mean you – know, The standards the standards are pretty high. I think the standards – I think the standards are pretty middle of the pack for everybody in the SEC. Well, I think the standards – I think Arkansas is a team that if you stick them in the Big 12 – Yeah. Especially the Pac-12. Well, the Pac-4. Pac-4 now. Then you're sitting there, top team in the conference. For sure. But with the SEC, you, you know, it's just one of them things. Well, you know, we've been going on for – Almost 30 minutes. Um, 30, a little bit over 30 minutes. A little minutes, over 30 so. minutes. I think Arkansas has a, has a – before going into tonight, before the coaches poll got released, I didn't think they'd really be surprising anybody because yeah. I thought everybody else would be as high on them as they as we are, but yeah. they're not. I think Arkansas is definitely one of them teams that could surprise folks, Jacob. For sure. Uh, I think Arkansas has a – they have a chance to be really good. They have a chance to be really bad. So it just depends on which Razorback team you're going to get that week. Um, I got – well, I guess it would technically be five words for you: KJ Jefferson and Rock Sanders. I think that's your. I think that's that's Arkansas in a nutshell. And if those two perform, I think you're okay. If they don't, then then it's going to be that maybe that three and nine team that you were talking about. Yep. You know, for Arkansas fans, bet hope it's hope it's performing. Yeah, the two of you that are listening, hope you <laughs> hope you like this preview. So, well, I guess that's about wrapping up our Arkansas preview. It was a yep. pleasure, Jacob. Pleasure, Wells. We will see you guys on the next episode of It Just Means Less.